0: Cheers, welcome to the Brewery Brothers Podcast, keg chat, side chats. Uh, We're going to be doing these from time to time instead of visiting breweries. uh, We're going to do an interview with someone who may or may not be in the brewery world. Um, If you have someone who you think is interesting or if you have an interesting story to tell, write in and tell us about them yourself. So what's up, Pat? Uh,
1: Not a lot. What's up with you, T?
0: How was your week, man? Was long. I went back Same to work. Here. Same here. Yeah, man. He told me some interesting stories on the way yeah. in, man. I'm not going
1: to talk to him, <laughs> talk about him on the podcast because uh, it'll turn your stomach. But uh, it's been a good week. So cheers. Cheers. How is that uh, pineapple strawberry slosh? It's ridiculous, man. It's
0: ridiculous. pretty good, yeah. And then yeah. it's like, I think it's like over like 85 degrees out here today, so. It's a perfect a combination day, yeah. for that. It's a hot day. I laid off the the beer today, man. I'm taking that back.
1: Going probably get another one. In the shine. One. Oh yeah. In the shine,
0: Yeah. My, my boy Chris hooked that up for me. Oh yeah. Um, today we're going to be visiting with um, Alan Cereal, the founder of Burning Foot Beer Festival.
2: That's me. Yeah. How's it going, guys? It's
0: going it's good, great. man. Good. This guy is amazing, man. We had some uh, great conversations so far. Um, before we started recording and i mean i'm pretty sure uh, my viewers are going to be excited to hear (laughs) what he has to say here today
1: Um, where
0: can you find us on social media
1: pat oh that's a good question you can go to facebook and find us at brew brothers you can check us out on instagram which didn't you uh make a promise last week well, we'll, come, we'll come back to that. We'll
0: come back to that. We'll come back to that. Okay. You can <laughs> wait. What was the promise? Though?
1: That we hit 500 <laughs> followers on Instagram. Where
2: yeah. are you guys at right now?
1: Uh, We're a little shy. Then. We have
2: <laughs> far from 500. <laughs> I'm plugging it. I'm going for it. I'm gonna. I'm putting it on the Bernie foot page. Okay. We have Ten thousand followers going. Okay. On. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be sweet. Uh, you can tweet at us at New Brew Bros. And you can email us at Brewery Brothers two three one at gmail.com, which we need. We need some questions.
0: Yeah, send us some questions. We can uh, definitely use those. And don't forget, um, we're doing a toast challenge as well um, to see who has the best toast at the end of the episode. So far, uh, I feel like I'm in the lead with that, Pat. I feel like I you got a lot. I think
1: last week was a draw. <laughs> you got a lot of
0: room to catch up, man.
1: But if you guys write in with your own toast, we'll read them at the beginning of the episode, give you credit, and then we're going to judge that toast. So... Let's get to it. I think uh, I think we're ready to visit with Alan, the founder of Burning Foot Beer Festival. My favorite beer festival. you got to give him a little Thank more you. of an introduction uh, in I that like path. Take it.
0: No, you got to give him a little. You, you're the one that's the... The Star Wars fan, right? Star Wars fan.
1: What is Star Wars? Yeah,
0: you got to give him the introduction. Like you always go all out for the.
1: Oh, like if you were our. you can do it. So okay, hold on. How did it go again?
0: I got him on the spot right now. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> so if you were a Jedi Master, you'd be our Obi Wan right now. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, that's it. That's yeah. about it. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, we'll go with that. He's usually a lot quicker with that. Because so. it threw me off. We didn't talk about it. Well, what we can't talk about is beer.
2: Yes. Yes. Let's talk about and beer. And drinking
1: beer on the beach. That's yes. a lovely thing. That's like the best thing, which you normally can't do. No. It's not at all. highly frowned upon yes. in Muskegon. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, because it's a public park, there's usually not any alcohol allowed on the beach. Yeah. yeah. But we get an exception. We also get the exception to camp, so you can drink beer and then camp. Right next to the festival. I like, didn't
0: know about the camping part. That's pretty. I thought I told you about that. That's awesome.
1: I got it. We got to communicate better.
0: Yeah, man. We got to. <laughs> open up How do we not <laughs>
1: communicate? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, so first, Alan, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your history with brewing? Wow. So I was a home brewer
2: um, and I worked in the restaurant industry for about 20 years. And the company I worked with, we were like in the supply chain And we did, like, technology and inventory control and a number of things for them. Around 2010, the craft beer realm was, like, really gaining some steam in Michigan. And we changed our business model to focus on craft beverage, primarily the brewing industry. So I had become real familiar with um, a lot of the breweries that were opening. We had some in Muskegon area that were getting ready to open around that time. And um, I fell in love with the culture of it. Know, the restaurant industry was like really cutthroat and the brewing industry was a bunch of guys who had day jobs that home brewed that were going legit and they weren't trying to take themselves too seriously. So breweries had like this really lighthearted way about them and I just loved it. I just wanted to support them all that I all I could. So I had a um event management background as well. I started tasting Muskegon back in the early 2000s okay. because all the restaurants I worked with, I was really focused on community, and giving exposure and like trying to have a greater good behind it. So I saw that with beer and um, because all the breweries I was working with, Burning Foot kind of naturally came about. And it started with like the guys from Unruly and Pigeon Hill. We're all sitting around having a beer and this idea of doing something focused on the west coast of Michigan that had a lot of breweries involved um, just kind of naturally came out of that and we were going to do it downtown originally Um, we thought you know we have this really great beach I wonder what it would take to do a beer festival on the beaches of Lake Michigan and we went to the city city was all about it they loved the idea they backed us up with whatever we could ask for and uh, before we knew it, we were making phone calls, inviting breweries to come out to the beach and wow. have a day of drinking beer on the beach.
1: That's yeah, so all it took? Man, That's all it we, took. We, we were <laughs> done this, team. <laughs> we were just drinking
2: beer just like this. And, and, and before you know it, you know, that enthusiasm comes out. It's like, I think we could really do this. Yeah. Of course, we were scared, you know, the day of, like wondered if people we were actually going to show up. Yeah. But, yeah, it's great. It was really good. Talk a little bit about that day of. I, I know that you, we spoke a little bit off off air about the day of. How did that So I woke up at 3 a.m. to a rainstorm, and I was scared. We had, um, we sold 40% of our tickets at the gate that day. So we were still very far from the end goal of where we needed to be as a festival. We had all the beer out on the beach. You know, it was raining. We weren't sure if people were going to show up. Um, But we knew we had something we wanted to show people. We thought we could really make this day very special and before we knew it clouds broke around noon there started a the align that formed and we ended up selling out at the gate but, you know people were driving by they had never seen that many tents on pier marquette beach before they yeah. started to pull off and park and they were just asking the front gate what's going on and we're like we got a beer festival here bought a ticket came in and we sold that thing out in a couple hours wow and it was great it was just it was um a sight that I had never seen before to see that many people in one spot
1: drinking Michigan craft beer as the sun goes down. It's like, it was just perfect. It was just perfect. It's a magical moment on that beach as the sun's going down. It is. And you're just surrounded by thousands of people. We
2: are so fortunate to have that that beach, this whole lake, facing westward for us. And we get to see those sunsets. Every day of the year if we want to. Beautiful. And not everybody gets to see that. No. And we get, over the years, we've gained a large audience that comes in from out of state. We have um, like 30 different states on average that come in just for Burning Foot. And they're renting Airbnbs and hotel rooms and all kinds of stuff. And we meet so many folks from out of town. Tennessee, Arizona. They're like, I've never seen a sunset like this. I didn't know that Lake Michigan was like this. And it's just great to have. Their first experience on the beach to be that, to be experiencing Michigan Craft Beard, experiencing West Michigan, it's it's awesome. It's amazing. It's the reason why we do it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the reason why we do it.
1: Uh, Last week I was talking to a buddy of mine who lives in uh, Virginia, and he's from Grand Rapids. And we were talking about, I just talked to you over Facebook, and I was telling him I was going to do this interview, and he's like, oh, for real? I didn't know they did this. And while we're talking, he's looking it up on his phone, and he's like, "It's going on in August of this year." And I said, "No, it's, it's canceled." I said, "Next year, it's on." And he's like, "I'm coming home. Nice. That's awesome." So, uh, as soon as tickets go on sale, like we're buying our camping tickets.
2: That's a way to do it.
1: Got to buy a camping ticket that,
2: yeah. if you're really gonna experience it. Because after we end. We have an agreement with the city. Like, the campground we set up for that day, there's bonfires in there. Bring your own food and beverage. So there's a whole nother like, subculture of the camping aspect of it that lives on to the early morning hours after yeah. that. And people who camp, nobody's had any regrets out of it. No. So That's
0: it, pretty sweet, man. Yeah,
2: it's just people who want to have a good time That's just came out of a festival that they really enjoyed themselves on and they just don't want it to stop. So, you know. A lot of guitars going on around the yeah. campfires. You don't even night.
0: realize you're in Muskegon at, at the end of the night.
2: No, no, and it's like that's
0: a th- total different atmosphere.
2: We want to help people transform from, even if they live in Muskegon, to come down, in, and that's the reason why it's designed in a circle. So when you enter in, you're 360 encompassed in it. And no matter where you look, it's festival all the way around you. You can still see the lake, you can still see the pier, sunset going down, but you're encompassed with people all around you that are there to have just as good of a time as you are. And um, we've been real fortunate to achieve that every year, every year.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. It's it, Like you said, everyone's there for the same reason, so yeah. everyone's having a good time. And there's just there's no negativity Maybe there's stuff in the background that I haven't been witness to, but, like, the last two times, it's been great. Uh, We try. There's always chaos.
2: I mean, no matter what event you do, there's always chaos in the background. (laughs) But, you know, as long as folks are smiling and they can have a cold beer and enjoy the scenery, enjoy some music, you know, that's that's what we're there for. And we're 100% volunteer-based. So, you know, we're there to just do it because we love – uh, we love our city, we love craft beer, we love the music, we love this culture that's following behind it now, you know, and um, we just look forward to being able to do it again. Unfortunately, we had to not do it this year, but is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny, like, really about five years ago, that change started in Muskegon, uh, the Watch Us Grow campaign, yeah, yeah. or Go. Watch as Us Go. Go, yeah. Yeah, and... Like, they, like, flip the switch and they realize, like, this could be, like, a a legitimate tourist destination. And it's good in there, too. It really is. I
2: I love the energy that's happening around Muskegon. Because Muskegon was, like, a real underdog city for a long time. A lot of people wrote us off and they're like, you wouldn't want to go there. It's an industrial town. But this transformation that's happening, those of us who live in or around the area, we get it. We see it every day. And we see the community pride of people who live there, like, really being proud of being from Muskegon. And to do different festivals, whether they're cultural festivals, like Irish or Polish Fest, or things that have a unique experience, like Electric Forest or being us burning foot on the beach. Yeah. Like, we're a summer festival go out enjoy yourself enjoy the city sort of town man that's that's what we are about we spend months cooped up in in house during the winter we want to get outside especially now
0: like this is the perfect time i I can see next year being amazing out there because you can think about it man like people want to be a part of it yeah just getting out the house like you said
2: and we had a sub event kind of spawn off from us i I don't want to say us in general because they're definitely doing their own thing but like surf festival we have a super super close relationship with those guys and they they planned doing surf festival the weekend before us and part of our board helps them out and we give them infrastructure and like we get that festival it's grounds to produce and they just run their own thing so it's kind of this cool thing of having almost a week of events going on down there So
1: it's kind of crazy to think like surfing in Michigan
2: I know right I who would think we'd have this wave. But they have these wave boats. Yeah. So last year they had like really flat um, water and they've got a wave boat that tears up and down and it oh, yeah. creates
1: waves for them like that's cool. Yeah. A long time ago in the same galaxy we're in, I worked for a, a company that was big into kite surfing sure right when that was kicking off and that was a lot of fun to see go. I tried it a few times. Not good at. It. We have a lot of kite surfing down there. Yeah, you
2: go down on a good day where there's even a little bit of a breeze. They're all over. They're the all place. over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's neat. Um. So, you are not part of the Michigan Brewers Guild. You are a sub guild. Mm-hmm. The Lakeshore Brewers Guild.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we we were the first um, sub guild that was recognized by the Michigan Brewers Guild. And so what that means is our guild is focused on a certain territory. So our our guild members are in counties that touch Lake Michigan. So if your brewery resides in a county that touches Lake Michigan, and that's not only just Michigan, that's Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin as well. We encompass brewery members in all four of those states. So... um, obviously when we produce the festival we'll invite members outside of those counties from you know grand rapids detroit or in the neighboring states to come up as well to um, go to the festival so the guild is a multi-state brewer's guild but the michigan portion of it the michigan brewer's guild recognizes And, and that understanding is there are so many breweries in Michigan that it's hard to highlight a region within that so because we focus on just that lakeshore region they endorse that because it highlights the breweries in that specific region instead of the entire state just Perfect. like the beer cities brewers guild gives highlight to the Grand Rapids area as well and I heard there's um, versions of that happening in Traverse City in Detroit so those regions make a lot of sense because we have a lot of breweries in that area so that's the purpose for us is as we have a lot of folks who come up from Chicago or Milwaukee or Indiana that come up 31, they're coming right through all those counties. So we want to highlight the breweries as they travel north that, hey, a half mile or a mile off this highway, there's a really great brewery to check it out. Check out.
1: Yeah. yeah. And just as like a uh, a beer enthusiast, you can join that, correct? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we, we have an enthusiast join. membership. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that enthusiast membership is any member that we have, you'll get like a dollar off your first beer when you go to them as well. That's
1: awesome.
2: And we have a lot of members. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. And We're we, they're constantly
2: growing as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that also gets you an hour early entry into Burning Fun. And we just signed up. <laughs> <laughs> so the gates usually open at 2, but if you're an enthusiast member... You get in, or the gate's usually open at 3, but you get in at 2, two. as an enthusiast member, yeah. all the beer's on. So we got, you know, 800 beers ready for you to try.
1: 80 breweries.
2: Right. Uh,
1: Next amazing. year will probably be 90, 95 breweries. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What What do you think is the, the ceiling yeah. for Burning Foot? Mm. If you had to guess, like 10 years from now, what does Burning Foot look like? About 100 breweries.
2: 100, that's what yeah. You to say? Well, because we're at the beach, we have a pretty strict footprint, yeah. So, we would have to like completely redesign how the event lays out, how it works. Um, and I just don't know if we could do that and keep the same feel and vibe, you know. So, I think where we're at now, we could stretch out and bit about 100, and that'd be max. That'd yeah. be it.
1: so. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I love
2: it. I think that's a pretty decent representation. Oh, most definitely. But then after that, what we'll do is we'll just increase the beer budget. So we give each brewery a budget, and we encourage them to bring as many beers and the best beers that they can within that budget. So we would just start to increase their allotment, and they could just keep bringing special reserves, barrel ages, one-offs, you name it at that point. They'll be knocking on your door to get in there. They already are. We have a waiting list every year. Oh wow! Yeah, we have a, we usually have a waiting list of about twenty breweries every year. Oh, so and we have a couple at the last minute that can't make it, uh, so we sub in a couple of other yeah. folks at that time. But yeah, it's we we do an application invite um, just after St. Patrick's Day, and they get a month to apply to come to Burning Foot. and we read applications. We give them a chance to like tell their story because yeah. it's not everybody who has the most recognition. You know, It could be founders, great, but it could be this guy who just started up as well that's giving you the best pitch he's ever had and he's just looking for exposure. And that means the most to us because those guys are going to be enthusiastic. They're going to come there. They're going to bring their A game. They're going to bring all the special stuff and they're going to help give are paying customers the best experience they ever had, and
0: that's what matters. And
2: that's what we want.
0: That's what matters. I yeah, want man, everybody man,
2: coming man. there to have the best time.
0: Man, you got me hyped up, man. I'm about to start a brewery, man, so I can go to Burning Foot, man. No, <laughs> you don't have to. We just need to buy <laughs> what, was tickets? what was that? What was that? The Mr. Beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we said we're going to buy that Mr. Beer. <laughs> yeah. We get the Mr. Beer, yeah. Cat? yeah.
2: That was the first beer I ever. I was going to.
1: Yeah, everybody asked you that. That's some,
0: that's the one that we ask the question all the time, man. Mr. Beer. Yeah. So
2: I, I thought I was going to try to be all fancy with it. <laughs> so true story. I bought a Mr. Beer kit, and it was like uh, IPA, I don't know, whatever it was, you know, concentrate in a can. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I knew water was important. I was like, I don't want my tap water. So I went and bought all this super expensive Italian imported water, <laughs> and I'm pouring it in with this concentrate syrup. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is going to be great. It's horrible. I didn't it didn't ferment right. It was all. It was horrible because I put it back into these water bottles yeah. and I didn't cap them off correctly. And, oh yeah. Yeah. So
0: you had um, beer, uh, tea. Uh-huh. beer tea. Uh huh. Beer tea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I remember my first chug of it. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. And I was like. Oh, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you gotta learn, you know, you gotta mess up to do it right.
1: (laughs) What if that would have ruined your like relationship with beer? I had a hard time drinking an IPA for about six months after that. It did. It ruined my
2: relationship with IPAs for a little while. (laughs) Scarred you. It did. But then, you know, I met friends who were doing it and I I started to learn the correct way to do it. Yeah. You know. And there was um the Muskegon Ottawa Brewers, the mob that's around here, um, and my co-chair to the event, Jim is he's the president of the Mus- Muskegon Ottawa Brewers. They do a, a homebrew day, and either like Trail Point or Unruly host it, and I would go there, and I'd kind of watch, and I'd be on a little team with a brewer that was helping me yeah. understand like, you know, crushing the grain down and fermentation process and boiling and just everything. And um, it was really good. It was super helpful for me. It, it helped me not feel like such a novice, you know. Like, okay, I got the fundamentals down. It's like yeah. taking guitar lessons at that point. Yeah. So
1: That's cool. Yeah,
2: it was good. It was good. And actually, the first beer we ever made, I was with Eric Hoffman from Unruly. We were on a team together. And um, we made this winter warmer. And that actually ended up becoming snurfer that they put on. They modified that base recipe and that snurfer. That's oh, absolutely. awesome. So yeah. Oh wow. Yep. Yep. But of course, credit goes to their team. Like we just did a homebrew version of it. Yeah. They took it and really made it their yeah. own. But we were just experimenting with something they ultimately wanted. So you to do.
0: dropped the. You gave them the assist
2: yeah i mean eric said he wanted to do a winter warmer and i was like oh man and i knew like cooking and spice blends and a lot of other stuff so we did some really cool variations of it and they backed some of it off but it was still a spiced winter warmer that was great to drink when it was cold outside yeah we tried
0: a spice brew here what was that did did you do you have that right there uh the lost logo was that from
2: yeah i was here yeah, it's no. too spicy. Yeah, it's too <laughs> much. You guys, did you like, try that one? No, I saw. I, well, I they have got hot got beer low, up there right got, now. Yeah. When it's hot like this, I can't do a spicy beer. No, no it's no.
1: it's too hot. I
2: did a, um, I did a chili pepper beer out of Cave Creek, Arizona, and it had like a serrano pepper in it. Ooh, and okay. you're supposed to drink it super cold because in Arizona it's like hundred degrees all yeah. the time. And I drank it, and it, was, it tasted delicious. It was like a Mexican lager format, and I'm drinking it. I'm like, oh, this is really good. It's super refreshing. It's hot outside. And then as soon as that refreshing went away, it was hot. Yeah. And of course, I'm chugging it. Then I'm really drinking oh, it, yeah. and it just compounded itself. It got worse and worse oh and worse. <laughs> like I think a- I gave the other five beers away at that point. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what I did here. It was over.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, fi- I think
1: I finished that one for yeah, you. Yeah, It was over.
2: But Not some so. people like that. You know, some people like spice. That's a great thing about craft beer. There's really a flavor for everyone. You yeah. know, you can get whatever you want. It, and that's the reason why beer festivals are around. So you can get a chance to go out. You pay a fee, and you can sample just about as much as you want. And that's why there are three-ounce samples. You know, it's like, I'm going to try this one. I never heard of this brewery. Yeah. Go over there, get a little flight from them. Go to another place. Like Pigeon Hill, a lot of people are familiar with them, but they do nothing but specialty beer. Yep. They'll do 12 different offshoot variations just because they want to play around and try something new. And some of those become beers that they end up putting on tap just because it went so well.
1: But Yeah, it's cool. Like the, the bigger breweries that you have down there, they don't have their normal everyday items on yeah. there. That's the fun part. And that's for the enthusiast who's like
2: had a lot of Michigan beer. Yep. You know, you read a beer list and you're like, oh, "I've had all those," but then you get the chance to see all these ones. You're like, "Oh, I haven't had that," and there's maybe only a hundred servings of it, so yes. I got to make sure I, I try get in line. It. I got to try that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. we had one uh, last week at uh, Starving Artist. Man, it was ridiculous. What was that? What was the name yeah. of that? Uh, hippo Berry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's never. He said it's never coming back. So. No. I
1: don't delicious. know if he said never. He said that. It's sold out.
0: Yeah, but then I got the.
1: Uh... We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> he got some limited edition beer. There was lunch one...
0: fill or something like that. Did yeah. you try that one? Three no, no, lives. but I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it was like three or four of them left. I got it.
1: And uh, as soon as Andy pulled it out of the cooler, Terrell like snatched it out of his hand. <laughs> I didn't snatch it. You snatched out of his hand. <laughs> you it out of his hand. No, I said, "Whoa, he whoa, whoa!" He handed it
0: to me and said, "You guys can share it, but you know." Yeah.
1: Yeah, he took it home. (laughs) Oh, you didn't share it? No, he took it
0: home. I haven't even opened it yet. No. All right. That's a special
1: event. Yeah, you know.
0: Once we reach our 100th episode, I'll crack it open. See? I like that. I
2: like that. I get a few reserved beers in the cellar. I'm waiting for a special occasion, too. So that, or I'm having a really good day in the backyard, and I'm like, nah, we'll just drink these now. And yeah, yeah, that's the story of my life. Yeah. That's going
1: to be a fun beer to drink with you. They say it You're, has
0: like a, a peanut butter and jelly, and then you can taste the Wonder Bread at the end. Love it. You're,
2: I love Andy, but He's
1: that guy's like a mad scientist. He well, just yeah. does anything up there. Yeah. But You're either gonna love it or hate it, T. Yeah. I, and I feel like if you hate it, then I get the rest of it. So it's a win-win for me. <laughs> I'm gonna force myself to love it. Shout right. out to Andy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shout That's out to a, Andy. That was a neat place to visit last week.
2: I know. Starving artist. I I love his story. He started he, just a barn in his backyard, yeah, and now yeah. he's, like, growing it, and he's making all this stuff happen, and it's really off the beaten path. When you go up to Ludington, like, oh, you yeah. got to go back oh, yeah. Yeah. to find it. But trust me, we once you it up, up there,
0: I thought, I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but isn't that the fun? Like, I remember the reason I loved craft beer is I wanted to get off the highway. I wanted to go see all these little towns. That I would never normally drive through. And breweries were bringing in people that just never would go to those cities. And we would get on a back road. My wife, she kind of likes craft beer, kind of doesn't like craft beer. You know, she'll try it. But yeah. She's like, oh, you can drink the rest yeah. of it. But we would just go. We would find a city and we would just visit all the breweries on our way out to that city. And that's, that was our weekend. you know. And, and we meet people like that all the time. Yes. Come up from Chicago, get out of the city get on a back road and just enjoy man visit a couple breweries visit a couple wineries distilleries thank so god Michigan go. adapted that man we are we're so spoiled to have oh, yeah. that so spoiled
0: yeah, we got the farmland to do the hops and yeah. everything else you need and then we're surrounded by the great lakes so
2: we've got unbelievable agriculture yeah. perfect for growing hops yeah. perfect yeah. we have unbelievable water source here i mean like why not we make in my eyes, we make some of the best beer in the whole country. Yeah, in the whole world, we're on it, man. We know what we're doing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to
2: Michigan. Yeah, shout out to Michigan, especially beer. West Michigan. Lakeside. Uh,
1: so, you put on this big festival. You got eighty breweries, and you don't just stop there with the breweries, do you?
2: No, no, no. We, you know, we created a monster. Um, and I say that jokingly, uh, just because we didn't know where it was gonna go. The first year, the whole premise was like we wanted to do beer, and we were only gonna do beer on the beach. And then one of our uh, board members, was like, you know, we should, we should just have some music. Like, we need something in the background. They get like a DJ. What do we do? And he was kind of close to the Muskegon music scene. He's like, I think I can get. Um, a few bands that come out and play so we're like alright we'll put up a little stage you know
0: <laughs> a stage. get a little
2: <laughs> get a couple speakers up be no big deal right. and at like the last minute um, one of our board members was like I have this connection to a national touring act um, called Tantric they had a bunch of hits in the early 2000s yep. and, and they were going to be kind of in the area so we're like I think they come up and give us a decent deal so we came to an agreement they came up and played and And then we set that precedence that we have to have somebody closing the show that was going to be a national caliber. So every year we started, like, increasing, increasing, increasing. And then the stage got bigger and the ceiling got higher and we got more banners. And so we end up at year five with bands like Sponge and Everclear closing the show, which turns out to be a reunion show for them that I didn't realize that, you know, Sponge, when they were out with their their album that was tearing up the radio that Everclear was opening for them. They were just getting out. Oh, wow. And now Everclear had all their hits. So to see those two playing the same show was a real rare moment, which obviously you were there. Oh yeah. You know, at the end of the show, they come back on stage, they play together, and those that had stayed to the end got to see something super, super special. Yep. So
1: That was but. a fun time. Yeah.
2: Usually is. I Usually was is.
1: more sober by the end. right but you know now we have
2: we have three stages Um, we have the main stage where people can go up front and large crowds we've got a stage out by the beach that's more like acoustic two three piece bands and we have another little mini like guitars around the campfire sort of stage that's going to come up probably in this next year and an educational stage. So that would be, like, our fourth stage that we want to bring in. Because we want to, the component we haven't had a chance to bring in yet is is education. Uh, we want to help people understand how special this area is in full, in process of, like, making beer and how the water plays into that, how our agriculture plays into that. Let some of the brewers talk about some special things they're doing uh, in the beer world. And just let people get a better understanding of what you're drinking all day has a really deep root to a lot of other areas besides just beer itself. Yeah, so.
1: yeah until we started this podcast, I didn't realize how deep the roots went into Michigan. Yeah. So much support. So much support. Going to educational places like
2: the colleges that we have here. I know like Kalamazoo Community College has a um, brewing industry course now. So you can go there and actually get a degree in brewing. Oh, um, wow. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. I, I did some work with them and I toured their facility and I just was blown away mm-hmm. that just out of high school, not only to drink it, but you can go in and make you beer. Yeah. Right? You can still brew it. Yeah. And it. And the equipment they got is amazing. So that, it just tells you how this state has supported oh, that that industry and trying to make sure that the next wave of brewers coming online are educated and are just as passionate as the guys that were there Which before. Which is great. So, Which yeah. is
0: great. You think about it. I mean, you sitting there and you're talking to your kids. You're like, so what are you uh, planning on studying in college? Uh, Brewology 101. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, what can, you, what can I, you do? Right. Dan, I'm already making beer in the closet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: I'd be pretty proud of my son said
0: that. <laughs> Ruralogy 101. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked a lot about, like, the beer and everything like that and the music. So what about the art aspect of the festival? I know that you, you had a lot of art going on out there. What?
2: Yeah. So um, a part that gets overlooked sometimes is the art piece. Last year, I think we we helped shine some really good light on it because we had a, a full art exhibition tent that was there okay. and you were able to go into that tent and we had like 20 artists actually make pieces to display and you could buy those pieces they were there but they were like brewery centric so either they were using the medium of beer um, or they were using like a beer color palette or they were just doing a, a piece that was kind of like beer centric and we had a number of brewers actually buy those pieces but previous to that Every year, a portion of our budget went into um, commissioning an art piece that was made for us. We actually have, I think it's something I mean, I like 15 art pieces that Burning Foot owns that we put up every single year. Oh, wow. So the, the major piece that everyone sees is the hop tower in the middle. Yep. There's this huge tower that's almost 30 feet tall, has a big hop cone on top, and it lights on fire. That was the very first piece we ever bought. And we had two local artists in Muskegon make it. One specialized in wood as a medium, and the other one specialized in welding and metal. And uh, they built this this hop tower. Now it's like the eternal flame of beer lights up at yeah. it, you know. And that's our our thing. But we have um, we have four earth element totem poles yep. that are spread around, and each one represents a different element. And those actually have a solar panel on them, and you can charge your cell phone at them. So they're like a hub where people can go meet up and charge their cell phone and talk and you're surrounded by earth, water, fire, something like that. And we have um, a, a sign wall. Every year we have a different wall that's got burning foot 2017, 18, 19, whatever's on it. And you can actually go on and sign that wall and we put all those panels up every year. So if you're there... Whether it's nineteen or twenty, you can go back and see where you signed it in twenty seventeen. Be like, mm-hmm. see, I was here a couple of years ago. Yeah. So we do pieces to let people engage, um, understand art, understand what our what we're all about, yeah. and uh, enjoy drinking beer while you're at it. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: And so I know you guys do something like with uh, for the kids' food basket, like the pretzel necklace. Yeah. yeah talk a little bit about that.
2: So so. Kids Food Basket was the third nonprofit we brought on. Um, every year we try to add a new nonprofit into the mix and keep all of the old nonprofits. And what we wanted to do was make it something that seemed like it would fit into the festival. So the first year, because we're on the beach, the first nonprofit we brought on was actually Noah's Project, which is a no kill animal shelter in Muskegon. And they just did a shoe check in. So if you wanted to go barefoot, in the beach or you had a sweater with you and you want to check that in or your purse they would check in they were like a concierge yeah. right? you know you could put all your stuff away for the it's day really go nice. get it we really it.
0: like that idea yeah
2: and then it was just a donation basically a couple dollars for your yep. shoes a couple dollars for your chair whatever yeah. and and that all went 100% of what they captured went to them okay and that went to help their animal shelter and help them out so so we did that first year um, second year we teamed it with boys and girls club and because we're on like we have a lot of people who bike down. So they actually ran a bike valet. So if you rode your bike, we kept on kind of getting feedback. There wasn't enough bike racks around. So we teamed up with them. They brought bike racks down. They kept them in a the secured area, gave you a tag, just like if you were checking in your coat, yeah. and they kept your bike safe the whole time that was there. So they were the second nonprofit. And then Kids Food Basket was the most recent one we brought on. And because they're food-centric, going to a beer festival – it was real common to see people wearing pretzel necklaces around. It and some perfect. of them were, like, idea. really decked out with, you know, pizza slices yeah. or, like, yeah. goldfish bags. So when we worked with them, we encouraged them to make really fun pretzel necklaces. So they have, like, a basic one that's, like, just pretzels. And then they go all out where there's, like, Doritos bags uh, and all kinds yeah. of jerkies <laughs> on them. And, uh, and they, they sold out uh, within two hours. Wow. But they stayed there and just talked to people because people kept coming up because they saw those practice necklaces walking around. They came up and was just talking to them, and they were just telling them about what they do and what Kid Baskets all about. And they made another couple thousand dollars just in donations by the people who went to Burning Foot, understanding another cause, and just glad to give them a donation. That's amazing. So Yeah. yeah. That's what we gets our heartstrings going is... If we have a captive audience, how do we make it fun for the customer? You get something out of it. It's not just a donation you know, box that you put it yeah. in. But you can check your shoes in. You can ride your bike down. You can get a pretzel necklace. All things you would want to do when you're there at the festival. And it helps out a good cause. And they get all that money from it. So, I like that. I like yeah.
0: that. Shout out to Bernie. For yeah, thanks. We've got some
2: <laughs> other stuff we want to do, like the campers. Uh, we want to do like a pancake and bacon breakfast for them. So oh after gosh. a night of drinking, we give you a little bit of food before you go oh, yeah. home. But we got a, we have a nonprofit we're thinking about for that. We have another nonprofit, like a beach cleanup after we're done to come through and sweep the beach and make sure we're always leaving the beach cleaner than when we found it. Um, so we've got a few more partners. We have kind of a uh, five ten year plan of all the nonprofits we could bring in to help us out. So
1: man, yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah,
2: yeah definitely spread the love. We got to sure. keep helping our own backyard. So that's
1: good. Yeah. Um, so I you guess. said earlier that you are 100% volunteer-based. Yeah. How does that work? Like, if I wanted to volunteer for Burning Foot 2021, what do I do? So
2: there's a um, there's a volunteer link that you can hit once we open up volunteering. and we put our schedule together. Once we post that, you can go on there and you can volunteer um, and uh, deal with our volunteer coordinator, our volunteer team, if you have any questions. They'll um, guide you through the whole process. We actually do, this is a little secret, but anybody who's volunteered before already knows this, and they usually tell their friends. So once you volunteer for Burning Flip, we do a volunteer training session. We usually rent Unruly out for a couple hours, and we do a really cool volunteer session, and that happens on Thursday night. And then on Friday night, we actually rent the LST ship out the the World War II Museum, yeah. yep. and that's our volunteer party. We bring all the food on, we bring on some craft beer for them, <coughs> the brewers come on and they hang out with us, and the volunteer party happens Friday night on the ship and you get a chance to see um, a really great museum, hang out with some brewers, drink some beer, and uh, we roll out the red carpet for the volunteers before we all head to the beach the next day. So that's awesome. So the volunteering aspect of it is it's fun. Plus, your shift's only three hours, so you get a ticket to the event after that.
0: So you just work three hours, and then it's
2: you work your three hours. You're in the rest of the day. <laughs> Try to make yeah, it fun. and that's
1: your 15 drink tickets, right? <laughs> Which
2: we just passed a law. Um, beer festivals now, when you buy your admission ticket, there are mo- no more drink tickets. Okay. You can just can you can have as many samples as you want. Oh
1: wow! Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, yep. we
1: have no more token ticket passing that's needed. Oh, so once you in, cool. you're in. You're in. Yeah. How are you going to control the traffic from the lake coming in? Because I know, like, if I if I have a boat, I can just come and anchor, wade in.
2: We have a perimeter fence that's out in the oh, water. Okay. So, so you can go out in the water just a little bit. But then we have a perimeter fence and we have a number of security that stands out there. Yes, that would very easily happen where a lot of people just get off their boat and try to walk in I as well. I was going to say. But we have to make sure everyone is in. Has a ticket. They paid for yeah. it. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, another aspect, uh, speaking of tickets, you do a designated driver ticket as well. We do. Yeah, we do. We want to make sure safety is
2: of the utmost importance to us. And that's one of the reasons we brought in camping. We wanted people, like, if you came down and you were really going to enjoy yourself, I want you to enjoy yourself in being responsible. But if you didn't feel comfortable driving... We have RV camping and tent camping available, which always gets sold out. But we have over a thousand people, so over twenty percent of the attendees are camping there. Oh wow! Yeah. Then we do a DD ticket, so you know if you have one person in your party that's designated, it's twenty dollars, but you're getting the chance to see a concert along with it.
1: Yeah, for um, twenty bucks. Yeah, and for twenty
2: bucks. And we team up with like Airbnb, oh, not Airbnb, um, um, Uber. Uh, we team up with the local cab companies yeah. to make sure that transit is down there. And we also run a shuttle line as well. Right. Oh. So we rent three charter buses that has three stops throughout Muskegon. And will bring you back to downtown Lakeside. Uh, or last year was on Sherman, Sherman Bowling Alley as oh, well. Wow. So people in those areas will we just, just walk over or
1: park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So we try very hard to get people in and out safely.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Super responsible. Yeah,
2: we have to be, we have to be. Uh,
1: so, a little deep dive on the music throughout the years. How has that gone? Like, has that just been a wild adventure? Like, oh, do it's just, crazy! Do you just put up like a big dartboard and just start chucking darts at bands? And you know, the music is like, I think it's one of my favorite
2: avenues to go down because every year we we work with agencies and we ask them like who's available that year and we get these really long lists and then we work with it's called a buyer to try to build the best lineup we can for the budget we have so we have all these conversations about bands i grew up on and a lot of my Co chairs I grew up on as well. And we we're like, man, how cool it would be to see this person. And so, first of all, we're fans. Yeah. And we we're like, really? Could we actually maybe bring these guys to the beach? And we get all excited about it. And the hardest part for us is we have to wait months to tell anyone about it. Yeah, And that's why launch day is always exciting for us when we tell everyone, which bands are coming in or which breweries are coming in because it's months and months and months of work and months and months and months of us not saying anything. But, yeah, the band booking process is a really wild (coughs) ride. Last year was, it just worked out perfect. We, as we build it, you know, we hope the energy level builds throughout the night and that (coughs) when the show ends, everybody takes that deep breath and they're just like, wow, today was Awesome! This was just so much fun. That's exactly that's the what goal. we did. Yeah. So that's the goal, and I think we've always achieved that. Every year, you know, for what we're able to do, we uh, we get better and better and better. And we get a little bit smarter about how to do it too. You know, try to make the most out of what we can. We're not the largest festival out there by any means, but I think for what we're able to produce, we we have a really good good following for it.
1: A little bit of background noise. We're outside at uh, North Grove Brewers in Montague. Shout, Shout out to North area. Grove. Shout yeah. out to North Grove. This is like one of our favorite breweries. This Kolsch is outstanding, by the way.
2: So anybody listening, come up to North Grove and get
1: the Kolsch. I am appear like, once a week.
0: <laughs> you <North laughs> I now
1: have, like, a beer budget my wife put me on. So Oh, the beer budget. Yeah. I've been on that before. She's... <laughs> she's already given in on the we need a second refrigerator i just got mine too all right
2: so yeah covid we're staying home more and uh she's like listen man i can't put the groceries in the fridge you gotta put your beer somewhere
1: else (laughs) Yep, i just had that conversation last weekend
2: i'm sure we're not the only ones who have had this conversation but yeah so now that's full and now I've got all the cases of oh, craft beer sitting next to it. I'm like, all right, that's my backup inventory.
1: Just throw
0: you one in there when you need it. Right, right. right. Throw you a couple in there. That's I what I do. So. I got
1: mine. Ice cold.
0: Oh,
2: yeah?
1: yeah. It's good. Yeah. So All right, so what's in your beer fridge right now? Uh, I've got some Nature Boy from North Grove. It's a real nice, light IPA. I bought a lot of Starving Artist beer last weekend.
0: Yeah, we both did that. That was, that was, uh, yeah, we went on a rampage last week. happened um, happens. Bunch of stuff. I okay. got a lot of it uh, posted up on our Instagram page, so check that out. Yeah. And on Facebook as well. <laughs> I
1: walked in with a box. Yeah. And my wife was like, What's in that? I was like, Yeah. Nothing. I have to go to the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, I think That's we So, yeah, like, uh, what was it, Blood Forge or Blood Orange? Blood Forge. Blood Forge. I got some of that. I got Pop Artist in there. Yep. Um, I think that's about it.
0: The Pop Artist is pretty good. That was, that's the one that they changed the label on, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was pretty good. You got to try that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I what it's Andy's doing, it's good stuff. Yeah,
0: it's good stuff. He's a it's fun guy. Yeah, you can tell. You can you can just about tell who, who's
2: passionate about it because you can taste it. Sure. Like you can taste it in a beer. That's what craft beer is all about: is passion. Yes. You know, a lot of these guys are not in it to be the biggest brewery in the world. They're in it because they love yep. making beer. Yeah. yeah. I can
0: see why he has a two pint limit.
1: <laughs> They're uh, pretty potent. Yes, Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Speaking of that, what are some of your favorite kinds of beer? I'm not going to call you out on your favorite beer. Boy. Unless it's, like, Corona-like. I think it goes by season. Like, I go in and out of phases of what I like.
2: So, the winter, like, Porter's Scotch Ales, love it. It's cold outside. I want something hearty. You know. When it's hot like this, I'm like, Kohl's lager, light IPA. You know, I like IPAs in the summer. <coughs> like, I just want to taste hops, you know. Yeah. But at yeah. some point, if it's like 95 degrees out, I can only do a couple. And then i got to change to something else.
1: Yeah.
2: So um, but I I rotate through everything. I like the really off-the-wall stuff, too. I think dessert beets are awesome. I love the flavor behind them. But I couldn't drink a six-pack, you know. Yep. I like going to, like Grand Armory, for instance. They have the... Um, the um, peanut butter and the mother smucker it's like a pb and j one and both those beers independently are awesome it's like none of your business and mother smucker yeah so it's like a pb and j in your mouth and i love it it's great It's awesome dessert beer but i just couldn't drink six of them yeah you know but like they're wheezing all day the wheezing is line. like i've just that is my line out. that's one of my <laughs> favorite beers i think grand armory in west michigan is uh they're killing it. Their beer is super high quality. Their guys over there are good. Um, I think they're just doing a great job.
1: So I'm they're big at, fans of them. They're at the top of our list to go into. They're right now.
2: Good folks, man. Really good folks. And, and everything they're coming out with, I just, I like all of it. Not everything they make is yeah. for my taste. Like the white chocolate beer isn't necessarily my yeah. flavor profile. But my wife loves it. She loves that. stuff. So.
0: So. Maybe you can tag along with us when we go visit, man. I'm in. That'd be a sweet episode. I'm in. Yep. yep Grand Armour, you
2: hear that? <laughs> I mean, I'll text Ben right now. So, yeah, oh please, sweet.
1: that would be awesome. So, um, I, I, I don't want to pivot on like a real, really negative point, but like this has been a rough year. Yeah, it has. Twenty twenty has not been fun. No, no, and it has not been fun for
2: any event out there. Uh, we are not the exception by any means.
1: How it's tough. I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I was going to say how long after things started did you did you realize that this might not happen this year? Close to June, I think somewhere
2: um, just after May we made the announcement like we knew we couldn't do an in-person one and our team met several times to try and find a way to like stretch out the event
1: uh
2: limit the capacity somehow do social distancing and we just we couldn't there just wasn't a way to achieve it based on the reopening plan that michigan had set forth um Phase six is where festivals fall in.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So we just, we couldn't even get a liquor license as a special event. You know, yeah. so there's just no way to do it. So we tried to pivot and do a virtual version of that. And we, the intentions and some of the ideas going around were going to be really good. It just wasn't coming together like we hoped it would. And yeah. it, it became easier for us to not put effort into that and start to put the effort into making 21 happen.
1: I think that's a smart idea.
2: But we, you know, behind the scenes, most of the Muskegon area festivals were all talking to each other. Yeah. There were a lot of private calls, Zoom meetings, just to navigate these waters. And they revolved around consolidating efforts and sharing equipment and doing things to lower all of our overheads to try and bring what people love about summer in West Michigan
1: back out. but. They just couldn't come together, so. I think even the uh, Irish music festival canceled pretty yeah. early too, didn't
2: they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Irish and Unity, us—we were all within four days of each other. Yeah. And we all were going to be at Heritage Landing. We were, we were having some conversations behind the scenes of, of actually trying to go back to back to back and yeah. share the same tents and share the same footprint and just trying to do things to give people a chance to go out and go to a festival but it became a public safety concern yeah we just couldn't we couldn't put that many people together with what's going on and um it is what it is we'll move on to
1: 21 and yeah
2: let's try to come back bigger and better so
1: i think you guys will i think next year is going to be like a booming year yeah i think so too
2: i think so too I, i i know everyone out there whether it's us or other festivals you go to people miss they miss that you know, Absolutely. as long as we know we can feel safe doing it, I, I think next year's going to be awesome.
0: Don't call it a comeback.
2: Right, we've always <laughs> been here. <laughs> right, LL Terrell. Yeah, right. Maybe that's my tagline. Don't call it a comeback, no.
0: So, um, anything going on that you want to talk about? Like any?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty to talk about. You know, we're already planning twenty one. Um, plans to go back to the beach, if we're yes. if we're able to get back out there. There's some construction stuff happening, and we're not sure if you know we can make that happen. But um, if we're able to, we'll be back on the beach. The intention all along, even when we made the announcement last year, the intention was just go back to the beach as soon as we could. Yeah, we pure uh, heritage landing was just a temporary placeholder for us. Yeah, you know, so. Um, Bands, you know, whoever's available at that time, book some killer music. Um, definitely going to integrate that education piece to it. Definitely going to integrate that. We want to help people understand how special craft beer is in Michigan, yeah. and uh, reignite that love for craft beer. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty awesome. It's turning yeah. some pretty pretty huge,
2: man. Yeah, or well, it already yeah. is, but. We're getting some really great recognition because of how unique that format is. You know, there's not, just in the beer festival world, I don't know of another beer festival that lets you camp. No. And I don't know of another beer festival that's set on the beach. I think there's one in, like, California. But they don't encompass all the things we have. I think it's just a beer festival. To bring that music out, to actually build a roadway and a stage out there, that stage is like fifty thousand pounds. We actually have to build a road to and so a truck and trailer can back that thing up out there. Wow. So yeah. That's
1: yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Um you said uh you were uh you're you've branched out into uh, distilling too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've I've recently gone pro in my own realm. Um yeah, so I'm I'm opening Wonderland Distilling Company. In Muskegon as well, and we are um, actually about two years into this project wow. and just getting open. So we have a uh, production facility in Muskegon Heights where our offices and equipment sits, and then in Lakeside, uh, down by Marine Taproom, Room, um, we have a retail bar that's just about open. We got about a month left of construction, and then we'll be open.
1: So that's so cool. So you're literally bringing jobs to Muskegon. Yes. You're you're opening a bar, uh, a distillery, and <coughs> like what? What? And you give so much to charity. I mean, you're bringing in nonprofits. Like, are you are you trying to be like a saint? I mean, uh, far from it,
2: man. Well, if you if you see a lot of what I do is based around alcohol, so like I'm just feeding my habit. <laughs> but no, I you know I. I love hospitality, like, just as an industry, whether it's food or yeah. beer, whiskey. Um, I like bringing people together, and we share community over food and drink. Like, that always was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, if you find a job you love, they say you're never working a day in your life. Yeah. And to me, that was it. Like, if I love always doing that, I got to try to do that in a thing that I love. in this distillery was it it became that thing but burning foot was that also that's why I never I never had a hard time volunteering my time because it takes a year to plan that like some of our board is most of the year some of our part-time of the year but for me it was like when we were done I was already on the phone like the next day planning the next year It took a lot a lot of time to do that but I loved it like I don't know how to explain it when I saw everyone walking around laughing drinking having a good time like my heart was full you know that's my city i'm just so glad to be able to give that to all those people you know and that's that so, they trust me to
1: do it for them that's so cool that you have so much pride in muskegon i do man i do And uh, it, it's not just the people out there who are consuming alcohol and the beach that are having a good time The breweries are having a blast. Oh, dude, so many breweries camp. And they're from all over
2: the state, all over the Midwest. Yeah. Hearing those guys, like, just talk about how much they love the setup, how much they love the hospitality that's rolled out to them, how much they love the people who go to it. Everyone's just so grateful they're there. It's one of their favorite festivals to ever go to.
1: It's so cool. I've got pictures on my phone of my wife being attacked by uh, Dan and Jen from Fetch. Oh, the and shark, heads. shark yeah. heads. Yeah, <laughs> she loves sharks, and she got mobbed by them. And then with Andy and the like, the scary clown mask. Yeah, he and, has uh, a fear of clowns. Oh, you do? And oh, balloons. He's a grown
0: man with fear of clowns. Balloons. They go all
1: out in that scary house too.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. You know, we invite people. Like when you're there, the brewers ask us. They're like, "What are we able to do?" I'm like. Be you. Go out. Just be like Pigeon Hill makes like a tiki bar and like Hula skirts and all that other stuff. Like go have fun with it. Like do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Let your hair down. No restriction. Go just enjoy yourself. Yeah. So
1: that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We me and my wife, Shelly, we just love burning foot. Thanks. And as soon as I I got done emailing with you, I called her and I was like, "You're not gonna believe this," and she's like, "I told her, and she just blew her mind was blown." She's like, "Are you serious?" Like,
2: we appreciate that you guys like. It. I I wish we could turn that you know microphone up louder and and let more people know about it because those who do do go to it realize how special it is. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be the biggest beer festival in the world. We love that feel that it is right now and if you're
1: in you feel it too it's all about love you know we've already talked like we want to come to 21 and do on the spot random interviews with people yeah i mean please with the equipment that we have like you know i'll hold it terrell will host it he's gonna stick a microphone in someone's face and Please, you know, guys are you guys are our
2: guests. We'd love to have so. you out there, and and I'd love to hear as you walk around talk to people. I'd love to hear what they're thinking about the festival and how much they're enjoying it. That day. oh yeah, so. we can be for the sure.
0: burn it for media team. Man. Love it. Does okay. <laughs> does <laughs> <us. laughs> <Done. laughs> on the board. I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. Um, is there anything else you wanna you wanna talk about or plug? No, I mean, 21's in the works. You know, as long as
2: we're capable of hosting a festival legally, then um, we're on. The plan is to go back to Pier Marquette. Um, we're going to run a uh, similar format. We'll probably have between 90 and 100 breweries out there. We're going to have multiple music stages. There'll be camping available again. And, um, and uh, look for details soon. Yeah, so, yeah, for yeah for you'll just soon.
1: have to go to. Uh, Burningfoot beer.
2: Yep, burningfoot.beer beer. Uh, find us on Instagram or Facebook at uh, Burningfoot Beer Festival. Yep, and, and it- um, like us. You know, subscribe to us. Uh, that's our channel for getting information out, and uh, it's going to be bigger and better.
1: Yeah, and that that'll give you the heads up on that release date when tickets are going to go on sale and you guys do like an event for the tickets yeah
2: we do a downtown ticket release party it's always the second saturday in june is when they go on the second saturday in june we rent the uh, beach volleyball courts in downtown muskegon and we actually bring we have we own our own beer trailer so we actually bring a beer trailer onto the sand that's there at the beach volleyball courts and it's a mini version to get your tickets grab some merchandise have a beer with us most of the teams out there you can actually you know ask us any questions you want and hang out with us for a little bit and uh get ready for a great event in the next year if you're camping the ticket release party is one of the best ways to get your camping tickets because camping sells out super fast
1: that's what we did last year that's how we got our tickets Yeah.
2: so So. they're yeah they're on sale that that before they go on sale to the general public the ticket release party happens for four hours before they go
1: online so that's so cool yeah Ellen, you've been just a delight to sit and talk to. You guys, too, man. I love this. Yes, this man. is great.
2: So. Of course, you're drinking pints along with it. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
1: Slashing pints. You know. <laughs>
0: Slashing <and> pints. <laughs>
1: Slash and pints. That's what we should have named the uh, podcast. Slashing pints? No. Yeah. Let's go back, rebrand. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, you shouted out your social media, uh, which, you know, anything you share will be shared on our our Facebook group page. Thank you, you guys for that. Yeah. A, yeah. Keep spreading the word. Um, if you guys have any questions, you know you can write into us on Facebook, Brewery Brothers Two Three One at gmail.com Check out the Instagram page, Terrell. Where are we going to be at like four thousand next week? Ooh. come on!
0: Yeah, five thousand. I, I like got these to. goals. Yeah, we got to a thousand. Yeah, I'll take
1: a thousand. A thousand. All right, we're gonna check back Instagram. <laughs> Please, 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 please go on iTunes, rate and review us. Spotify as well. Spotify—they don't have like a rate and review system. Well, but check Pop us out. In, we're on there too. Check us out. Yeah, that's our hosting app. Let's check it that's out. all you get. Alan, we like to end every episode with final toasts.
2: Oh boy. Okay. And, all right, I was thinking about this. You told me about this before I did. we went I gave on you air that, here. That so, absolutely.
1: but I only have a water left now. Well, I drank all to the beer. You're gonna have to make do. Suck so okay. it up, Buttercup. <laughs> I believe you went first last week Cheryl.
0: Yeah so it's your turn
1: Yeah it's my turn to go first Yeah, And I'm not going to try to Sucker punch you like you did me And slip two in Alright <laughs> So a Final toast to Burning Foot Beer Festival Okay Here's to Eileen O'Hara For her life it held no terror Born a virgin Died a virgin No runs, no hits, no errors. Come on. I like that. Okay. That's all right. Uh, Baseball's back, baby. We'll take that one. Baseball's back. 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 It is back. Uh, Mine's
0: is pretty short and sweet this week. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: Hit it. I'm going to give you an easy one this week, fat. I'm going to let you win. No, I don't know.
1: Oh, you're going to let me win?
0: To the holidays. All 365 of them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> cheers. cheers
0: cheers guys cheers it's great this all is right. a great episode alan
1: man. i'm putting you on the spot do you have a toast oh you don't have to
2: no no i can come up with something on the fly so you guys have a chance to write yours out all week i heard about this an hour ago, ago. <laughs> i heard about this
1: uh
2: To summers in Michigan, should we always be so lucky to have our feet in the sands and a cold beer in our hands? Man,
0: hey man, I, I think. Cheers. He, Cheers. That's Cheers, it right man. there. He he won Cheers, by default this week, man. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs>
1: yeah. give it. We're gonna give it to you, Alan. We're not even gonna have you judge ours. Yeah, but. because clearly I would have won. But yeah, we can give it to Alan this week. <laughs> the the, the, the pity, the pity win.
2: That's what
1: I want. The pity win. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm working with like the Ba of so, <laughs> <laughs> Toast over here. <laughs> I did like the
2: baseball one though. I see you got the shot glasses with the. All right, so before we end, I gotta quickly ask: There's a Tigers and a Cubs shot glass. So, yeah. uh, yep. who's the Tigers and who's the Cubs? I'm the Tigers. You're the
1: Tigers. I'm I'm the Tigers. The Cubs is actually for a buddy of mine. He owns a surf shop in Grand Haven. Nice, cool. All right, I so see you. got that, it. Uh, short little plug. We we're not really doing plugs, but uh, Doug on mugs sent us these. They're great. Small, small company in Florida. Uh, they gave us these pint glasses, pint woods, made out of baseball bats.
2: Super high quality. They look yeah. great.
1: And they uh, they turned the end of the baseball bat down. They engraved it. All MLB teams. They actually do, like, wine goblets as well. So, I mean, it's it's the full gauntlet. Great. So, no, they look good. They look good. Of course, you guys can't see this at home.
0: but burning foot... Uh, guru here man right That's it the We've man the myth approved
1: the Hell legend I, I, we need to we need to order one with burning foot on it I'll send you the logo uh, do it beer will always taste better out of the burning foot cup
2: I promise you here we go uh, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna write that down right now <laughs> we
0: appreciate you though man it, yeah uh,
2: thank you guys
0: thank you for your time and um, like I said man maybe you can tag along at the grand armory next time
2: You got it. Yeah. And then when we open Wonderland, we're going to bring you down. You have to change format to the Spirit's world for a minute, but I think you can make an exception.
1: Yeah, I can handle that. Awesome. (laughs) So that's going to do it for this week, everyone. Uh, Stay safe. Stay happy.
0: Thanks for tuning in. we out. see you
1: next week.